0: This is HBR News number 392. Ber- Berlinale, I think, I don't know, Berlinale makes an incel movie. Scott Adams is in hot water. Marilyn Manson is vindicated, where we reflect in the stories of the week and give it the badger treatment. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Honey Badger Radio uh, I hope that you're doing well this week and that you are laughing at all of this absurdity so that you are not consumed by it. I am your host or one of your hosts, uh, Brian Martinez, and I am joined by, as always, um, my lovely co-hosts, Hannah Wallen and Dr. Randomer Cam. We have a great show lined up for you guys today, so please be sure to continue the conversations both in the chat as well as the comment section. On this week's HBR news show, we're going to be talking about the ISIS child rape farm, <laughs> which we have talked about in the past uh, as, a, as a phenomenon that occurs. Uh, and we'll, we'll, but it looks like the mainstream media is catching up. Dilbert creator Scott Adams is in trouble for racist remarks. I'm not sure how to pronounce this, so I'm just calling it Berninale or B- Berlin Ali or Berlin Ale, a film uh, that's being made known as Manodrome, attempts to give us a look into the world of the Manosphere and more. So stick around. It's going to be a good time. And be sure to join us afterwards for the patron show. So uh, this is what I got. Uh good old Arwa Madawi who, you know, she's always good when you can't find anything. You can't find somebody whinging about something. She's always good for that. But this is, it looks like it might be a different thing. She's, she might be like, you know, she, she's a feminist writer that does opinion pieces for the guardian, usually about how everything is patriarchy. Uh, But it looks like she might actually have a change of heart here. So it, in this week's The Week in Patriarchy, she is. Her article's called Why Have Young Men Fallen Out of Love with Romantic Relationships? Men aren't naturally stoic. They're just taught from a young age that emotions are for girls, and then people wonder why young men are so lonely. Yeah, that's. She's. I, she I, is. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I, rem- I, I remember her face. I've seen it on, on many a, um, a, I think- a, send up, a send up of The Guardian. She's just got that sort of. Derpy sort of, I don't know what's going on sort of face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think she's actually done appearances like uh, spots on various uh, news stations. I want to say the BBC, but I'm not sure. So anyway, let's figure this out because we all have our, uh, you know, toxic masculinity that we need to, uh, I guess, purge ourselves of. So, Please, uh, if you guys want to watch this content, uh, if you'd like to participate in our after shows, either as an audience member or a participant, which means you can be in the panel and giving us your views yourself, please uh, consider becoming a Badger by going to feedthebadger.com and setting up a monthly subscription. And if you don't wanna wake up one morning to find yourself unable to find our content because YouTube finally dropped the ax on our channels, go to badgerfeed.com, that's badgerfeed.com. And also, um, if you could, we are really, really close to achieving our fundraiser goal. Um, If you could, let's just uh, make sure. We just need, I think it's $150. So we're like super duper close. And today is the last day. So if you can help, and like no one has to give the whole thing at once, but, you know, five bucks, uh, 10 bucks, whatever. If you can help us get a little closer to that goal, um then, you know, please consider making a donation. To do that, go to HoneyBadgerBrigade.com forward slash support, I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure. If you just go to HoneyBadgerBrigade.com, though, you'll see a link on the main page to support us, uh, especially in our fundraising goal for the month. So, all right, time to get into the stories, and we're going to start off with ISIS. I I like to uh, start my day with ISIS. So, the Daily Beast reports that two Syrian boys have come forward to claim women raped them. At least 10 teenage boys, some as young as 13, were forced to have sex with ISIS. I'm waiting for the, there we go. Uh, I'll read that like last sentence again. I'm sorry, guys. Um, at least 10 teenage boys, some as young as 13, were forced to have sex with ISIS women to impregnate them. Camp Al-Hall is a detention center in northeast Syria housing, quote, approximately 8,000 foreign ISIS-affiliated women and children who surrendered or were captured as a result of the 2019 territorial defeat of the so-called Islamic State. There are no men detained here, and boys reaching puberty are now to be transferred to rehab rehabilitation centers. It was in camp at Al Hall that Ahmed 13 and Hamid 14 were raped in order to impregnate ISIS women to increase the population of the Islamic
1: State. And this, by the way, is why we're not letting Shemima Begum back back into the country not yeah, because she's... not because she was groomed by these people, but because she groomed these people. sorry, sorry for any uh, 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 Americans who don't understand the shemima Begum situation It's, it's not an isolated case there's all kinds there's all kinds of people who defect to ISIS. F- specifically for the purpose of of being the, the, these kinds of morality police, and then and then and then when it when they don't get quite what they want, they go, oh, can I come back home? No, no you can't. No. Fuck off. <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> no,
0: it's okay. Uh, yeah, we did a we did a story before I continue with the with the summary. Um, it was like last year or the year before about uh, there was a camp discovered in like New Mexico where basically a very similar thing was happening. The boys were turning, they were turned into studs and their whole job was to impregnate the women. And it didn't matter if they wanted to or not because they were abused, they were beaten. And uh, yeah, it it was a messed up situation, to be honest. So, boys are being exploited in other camps too. And the Daily Beast report, One boy in Camp Al Raj, subjected to such exploitation, ended up in the hospital, collapsing after being given a Viagra like substance to make him perform. Some mothers in the Raj camp, wanting to protect their sons from these women, begged the camp authorities to take their sons. And Hamid were transferred to a new rehabilitation center where they are undergoing counseling. See,
1: this this, this is where we find ourselves fighting a war on both sides, uh, as we have for at least 10 years in counseling. And when I say we, I guess I do mean the, this narrow band of people who are willing to advocate for men's rights and willing to admit that we do so. so on On the left, we find ourselves up against sexual marxists who hate the men in our own countries and on the right we find ourselves up against sexual nationalists who hate the men in other countries it never occurs to either of these groups of antagonists how asymmetrical it is that that uh, that women have these miraculous white pills to prevent impregnation while men have these miraculous blue pills that only promote impregnation. And, and it certainly doesn't occur to anyone in the West or the East that males can be raped by females. Each side is calling the other side a bunch of misogynists who mistreat their women, but neither side will give, will, will give the time of day to the idea that anyone would mistreat their men, let alone their boys, despite the ever-emergent chemical avenues that make it easier than it ever was. And that's not even to say that raping males was impossible before Viagra was invented. Everyone knows what a nervous erection is. At least everyone with a cursory education in human biology, the earliest erections a boy experiences are nervous erections. They happen when he feels embarrassed or exposed or just vulnerable in some way. So yes, women have been raping teenage boys for a very long time
2: Mm -hmm.
1: without the need for Viagra. Viagra just makes it easier. Or a Viagra-like substance, whatever that means. It's it's worth reminding y'all that males can get erections in their sleep or in their induced unconsciousness. That doesn't mean they are consenting to whatever is done to their unconsciously erect penises. On the contrary, it means they are literally not consenting on account of they are not conscious. But again, this is something most Muslims, most Christians, most atheists, most Hindus, most Buddhists, most Jews, Sikhs, and Giants, and fucking Zoroastrians have in common. They don't fucking care what is going on in the mind of a male human, as long as his blood is where they want it to be. It is theirs for the taking. And I suppose that this worked for thousands of years when it came to pumping out as many babies as possible. Mm-hmm. But, but at some point, we have to be, like, maybe we've pumped out enough. I'm, I'm not saying there are too many people. I'm not Bill Gates. I'm just saying maybe, maybe there are just the right amount of humans. and breaks, we could maybe level out at 8 billion. Or maybe maybe if we just let men make their own fucking decisions, like women do, maybe we could see what happens. You might not think overpopulation is a problem worth considering, but if we keep letting women rape men and boys to their heart's content and paying those women to have those children, sooner or later we will reach the point where there are too many people. And no, I'm not talking about Europe or North America or Japan. That is not what this story is about, if you recall. It's actually about those regions in which the population is still exploding to the mm-hmm. detriment of everyone, including the countries to which the, those excess populations are economically migrating. Yes, I know feminism is a European invention, but gynocentrism is not. It already existed everywhere. European colonialism only enhanced gynocentrism, and gynocentrism is the one aspect of the colonialism in question that no one is attempting to roll back. And, and I, I, maybe that's why we, we do what we do. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we roll back what no one else is even attempting to roll back. Because if we don't, no one will. Yep.
2: Uh, most most people don't even want to confront gynocentrism, and to the degree that they will, and they don't want to confront uh, female dysfunction and malicious female behavior, to the degree that that they will confront any other detail about the situation, as long as it's not, you know, tracing the situation directly back to. Like when, when men rape women, nobody blames it on religion. Mm-hmm. Because it's, not, it's not, not about religion. It's not about, and people will blame it on misogyny. Um, it's not really about that either. And in fact, in a lot of cases, it's because they were raped by women when they were younger. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I want to point out here, and I've, over the last few days, I've, I've actually come to the conclusion that there is no such thing as male violence. It does not exist. There is female violence, there is proxy violence by males against each other on behalf of women, and there is violence that is committed for the sake of uh, convincing women to be part of a a male circle of of, uh, friends and family, basically. And in particular, the intimate circle. Um, and, and that's it. There's, there's not really... If you look at the violence that gets attributed specifically to men, um, it's all in one of those categories, one way or another. They're either trying to acquire resources for a woman. They're trying to acquire resources and reputation to get a woman to take an interest in them. They're protecting women. Mm-hmm. They're defending women's honor they're uh doing something that that a, a woman has made it clear she wants them to do, and the only other type that i or they're avenging a woman, right The only other type I've really run across is where uh women drive men crazy and they become irrationally violent there's There's rational violence and there's irrational violence. When I say rational violence it's not the same as other r- rational behavior it's it's where you have the most rational uh, response you can make to irrational circumstances. Um, And that's when you end up with criminal violence as a last resort or as a most effective, viewed as most effective resort to other circumstances. Well, this, right, if you look at um, a a piece of uh, a research report, a review, published in the Journal of American, Medi- American Medical Association. This is not even new. It's uh, 1998 um, by William C. Holmes and Gail B. Slap. Sexual abuse of boys, definition, prevalence, correl- correlates, sequelae, and management. Um, this review compared and reported on the findings of 166 studies. So this is not, you know, just some little piece of research that can be dismissed as old. This is a very comprehensive review. Uh, they looked into the impact of sexual abuse on boys and on um, on the the change uh, in in their personality, um, on the physical effects, on everything, right? Um, their you know rates of disease and everything, and among other things. They found increased rates of PTSD, uh, anxiety disorders, borderline personality disorders, paranoia, dissociation, uh, somatization, anger, aggressive behavior, poor school performance, gender role confusion, and insecurity about intimate partner relationships with both men and women. Um, If you wanted to program somebody to be prepared to go out and kill as many people as you ask them to, this would be an, an instrumental setting for, uh, you know, an instrumental, an instrumental um, type of, of abuse to use. Um, it also increases the risk of drug and alcohol abuse from, from, from double to as much as 44 times the risk. And uh, they get started earlier, too. Now, in um, the Islamic religion, alcohol is kind of verboten. But if I understand correctly, they use hashish uh, when trying to convince young men to become terrorists. Um, take them off into like a, a beautiful garden uh, someplace and, and tell them all about their, their 72 virgins and so on. Fun and, fact, and, that you know,
1: is where the word assassin comes from yeah, Ashish. 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 yeah
2: so you have this situation where um this is probably not abnormal. This is probably like we're just hearing about it from um these boys because they got an opportunity to talk to someone about it where they didn't expect retaliation for talking about it um, and they they finally met some people that maybe they expected um some some compassion for their experiences, because I, I can guarantee you they didn't have compassion for their experiences in their home environment. No, they didn't have it in their their uh, cultural environment because their culture is completely gynocentric. so that's that's basically the underlying problem here. Um, this is this is a cultural behavior that is part of a mechanism used by the culture. And in particular, by women yep. to program boys and young men to become violent and prepared to go out and secure land and resources for women. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is, um, that is across humanity. That is a behavior that is historically common behavior. Common. Yep. And, um, where you can find a little more reporting from this um, piece of research, just where I've I've uh, picked stuff out of it and and put it into an article that I wrote um, ages ago, actually, like 2014, 2015, somewhere in there, um, was uh, U.S. U.S. Incarcerated Boys, so boys in juvie. Report high rate of exploitation by female staff while in custody and uh it's yes here here in the united states um, I mean, the situation in the United States is that even though um staff at the surveyed facilities was less than fifty percent of the staff so like forty two percent of the staff um, and uh i mean forty four percent in in uh twenty twelve. Ninety two percent of the respondents in in two thousand and eight and um I wanna say uh ninety-five in two thousand twelve were reporting no it was uh, eighty nine point one in twenty twelve. Um and then another two point five in two thousand eight and three percent in twenty twelve said both sexes, but the overwhelming majority said one sex um had uh had victimized them, female staff, female staff. So almost, almost 100%. We're looking at, um, you know, all but, let's see, all but uh, all but 5%, all but 4.5% in 2008 mm-hmm. was, was female perpetrated. And uh, all but uh, 7% approximately in 2012 was female perpetrated. Yep. So, from among the 42% of staff that was, and in boys' facilities as opposed to girls' facilities, most of the perpetration is done by staff. Whereas in girls' facilities, most of the perpetration is done by inmates. So, we're looking at a situation where this is a behavior among women and girls that is far more common than people are talking about. It's insidious. It's um uh tolerated in society um it's uh it's just treated like it's harmless and normal and nobody should be getting upset about it but it programs boys to let go of their natural tendency to solve problems using nonviolent solutions as opposed to violent solutions um it uh it programs boys to self-destruct and it, it programs boys to be sexually dysfunctional for the rest of their lives. And it, it basically makes them exploitable by authority for the rest of their lives. It is exactly used to create um, terrorists.
0: Yep. Soldiers for the cause.
2: Yeah, and, and, and there is no society that is not guilty of this.
0: Right. So, um, the point I wanted to make with this story is to remind people, because like Mike, uh, like Mike said, the there are two competing narratives, and both of them are missing the most important thing. You know, one will say... That um, the issue is uh, that, you know, the other other countries is like the leftist argument. You know, we did this to them. We put them in this situation. Uh, and on the right, they will say that, oh, look at how they treat their women. And, uh, you know, they're they're just they, they don't have any rights. You know, like there there are some women in the Middle East right now that are like, I guess you could say the feminists of their uh, time and they're like demanding that they don't have to, you know, wear the hijab. And I I think so. Right. I don't remember what country it is, but uh, that's going on. And of course, it's getting a lot of coverage and everyone's talking about it because it's about women. But in the when it comes to terrorism, uh, we only know about the men because they're the ones going out there and you know, uh, committing these atrocities. But
2: you think how- about what you said there a minute about the hijab. Yeah. When these women protest and these women uh, rebel against their society, like the first thing they rebel against is the expectations of sexual modesty.
0: Yeah, sure. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's kind of the way it goes. Um yeah they they don't
2: they don't rebel against men's expectations of their no. sexual modesty, only women's. no, no,
0: no, they they almost never protest in uh in favor of what they think men men need, because remember, like men in these organizations, I have to ask myself how many of them were brought up in the same way that the people in this the the boys in this right. article that we're looking at. Uh, of course, they're they're going to be twisted. If that's the case, I don't. All right. That is
2: intended to protect girls from predatory men, but yeah. no culture has this the, the mirror for boys.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we we overlook the influence that women have in basically every you know everything, especially when it comes to uh, things that we would find um, evil and i and this is evil so i you know we we have to put a spotlight on it and that's why i picked this story and um yeah i mean share it let us know what you guys think about this in the comments uh have you heard similar stories you know um let us know in the comments section i look forward to seeing your thoughts okay and i'm sorry about the stream it it is it is uh freezing a little bit or there's buffering. I apologize. Uh I, I still haven't figured out this issue. So all so right, we're going to move on. Setting
2: we tried didn't solve the problem.
0: Yeah, the thing we it it's it's okay. it seems like it's better but it's still like still not, doing it. Not really working. It's yeah, it still drops like down to 0 and then it climbs back up. It's it's weird. So all right, so we're going to talk about Scott Adams. And I know that this isn't like, you know, uh, a real men's issue, but I think it's still an important thing to look at. Um, so Scott Adams aired an episode last week on his show, Real Coffee with Scott Adams, in case you guys don't know. Uh, the uh, uh, He used to, or he maybe he still does, a comic strip called Dilbert. And Dilbert is essentially about like, you know, office life. And it was, uh, I have like one of his books. Um, I think Dilbert is hilarious. So it looks like, yeah, okay, we're back. Um, all right. So anyway, he's a comic, comic artist. He created Dilbert and, uh, he made a lot of money. It was like, it's in hundreds of newspaper. Well, it was in hundreds of newspapers. There were books, you know, the whole thing. So, um, In this episode, Adams talked about a recent Rasmussen report survey that asked respondents, and I think it was like a thousand people, if it's okay to be white. Most groups agreed with the statement, but the black respondents, about 26 of them disagreed, and about 47% were unsure. Only 53% of black respondents agreed with the statement. Based on the poll's results, Adams said that based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the f- away. Wherever you have to go, just get away because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. This can't be fixed. So I don't think it makes any sense as a white citizen of America to try and help black citizens anymore. It doesn't make sense. There's no longer a rational impulse. So I'm going to back off. I'm being helpful to black America because it doesn't seem like it pays off. After a wave of criticism and a record canceling, by the way, he lost everything in like a day. Okay. Um, Adams tweeted that, quote, a lot of people are angry at me today, but I haven't yet heard anyone disagree. I make two main points. One, treat everyone as an individual, no discrimination. Two, avoid any group that doesn't respect you. Does anyone think this is bad advice? End quote. He also tweeted that, quote, is it racist to avoid racists who are the same race as or is it only racist if the racist you are
2: that is present in the the, the black population against white people is bureaucratically imposed? It's designed um, and and uh, facilitated and and everything specifically to keep the population divided, so that we don't figure out that we have created this huge, ridiculous burgeoning <laughs> bureaucracy that that uh, exploits the the black population and the white population for tax dollars from the men, yeah, and and like if we if we let people stop fighting over uh, you know women are being used in both populations to extort men for labor and a shitload of money. Uh, the bureaucracy would be gone. Within a few election cycles, and they can't have that. So they push this shit, and they've been pushing this shit for a hundred years. And humans are so gullible that it's been working for a hundred years. Yeah. It just, it just pisses me off. The other thing about this is if you look at this, right, this question of, uh, you know, the it's okay to be white thing. Like, started out as a prank. Somebody started putting up pictures, or, or not pictures, but uh, posters. Wires. It's okay to be white. It's okay to be white posters. And people got offended, right? Mm-hmm. That was the first sign that there was a pr- problem. And then we had this this uh, backlash against it of nobody's saying it's not okay to be white. And yet, we are told that saying it's okay to be white is racist, because it's singling out white people as it's only okay to be white. And if you turn around and point out the same thing is true of the Black Lives Matter movement, right? If you say, well, yes, but Black Lives Matter because all lives matter, not because they're black, right. then you get the same backlash. It's okay to be white because it's okay to be what you were born as. It's okay to be human regardless of your skin color, your race, your uh, uh, religion, your, your um, gender, your handicaps, your capabilities, all of that. It's okay to be what you were born as. Mm-hmm. And just that. It's okay to live in reality. Just that is offensive. So yep. if only 53% of black respondents um, agreed with the statement that it's okay to be white. Yeah. Uh, and and they should have actually asked about Black Lives Matter in the same survey to get a comparison, but they I don't think they did. Well, but if there only was three, another question that
0: was like, uh, it was something, it was either only black people can be, or uh, black people cannot be racist, I think. Yeah. And there was a significant number of, Blacks that agreed. I mean, it's big, a bigger well,
2: people who, um, people who are uh, uh, possessed of a form of bigotry, and I, I, I prefer the word possessed to that because it's almost like having a demon possess you. Yeah. Um. But people who are possessed of a form of bigotry will never admit that, right? That yeah. That they'll they'll have some sort of crazy ass like, um. Uh, reason why when they do it. It's not bigotry, right? right. Of course, and it's
0: it's it's uh, self defense it, or something, right?
2: But the fact that um, that um, you know, like forty seven percent either disagreed or were unsure. You had twenty six percent disagreed, and forty seven percent percent were unsure. Um, like that, that tells you that the well, bureaucratic if- mind virus yeah if you think if you're unsure heavily infected that population now i disagree with him that this isn't curable um it is curable the same way that cult deprogramming works but we can't cure it in the current political and social environment in which the people who are promoting it are the ones in power right so he's right in like, you can't cure it, and then the other thing is, you can't be helpful to people who are in this situation. Um, yeah. If someone hates you, and they are determined to hate you, there's a thing that happens uh, where where uh, it doesn't matter what you do, how you do it, why you do it, what's obvious about why you do it, none of that um and uh oddly enough in in discussing it in terms of mental health it's it's called splitting black where you you have a black and white view of people and you have taken your originally you know the opposite toward the individual they can do no wrong and you split to everything they do is wrong you take the darkest angriest most well if they've gotten has gotten to that point where it's not okay to be what you are born as if you happen to be born white kind whether you try to be um facilitating like all the people during uh the the covid crisis and the black lives matter movement and everything that knelt down and uh, begged for forgiveness and and bowed to people who were black because they were black and, and these people were white. Everything they did was completely useless and meaningless and pointless and worthless. Because the people that they're trying to persuade. Will view everything they do as malicious and wrong. Um, convoluted, help, unhelpful, uh, predatory You know, having an ulterior motive, they will never accept that it's anything else. And they are being reinforced, their, their mentality, their mind virus is being reinforced by the people in power, by the mainstream media, by the establishment in entertainment media, everything. They are programmed to think that way. Literally programmed the same way boys are programmed in uh, juvenile detention and in ISIS camps and and all over the world to grow up to become exploitable by authority. These people are also being programmed to be exploitable by authority just in a different way. And the last point I want to make in regard to a large number of newspapers, Stop Printing, Dilbert, um, he has his own website. Adams has his own website and if you like his comic you should go there and you know support him because honestly newspapers are completely irrelevant yeah. they're very good for uh, lining the the bottom of a bird cage but aside from that they're not worth the paper they're printed on and the newspaper industry is largely dying aside from a small handful Of mega-corporate, mega-political, very controlled, very manipulative organizations. They're still printing newspapers, not for profit, but for the opportunity to control the public. So don't even bother buying newspapers. You're not getting anything out of it. Um, It's completely worthless. And uh, just just if you want that, um, if you want the... To, to read the comic? Like, go go follow him? Um,
1: it's also what the people criticizing him and canceling him appear to be missing. For, for someone so seasoned in the, in the intricacies of irony and satire, he really does, for the most part, skip over a lot of these crucial Yes, this is a hate group, Scott, but it's principally an oikophobic group. who hate white people but it's because white people told them to hate white people for Mm -hmm. the most part i know that sounds counterintuitive that they set for you if there's hatred for white people out there it must be non-white people's fault and snap everyone gets to call you the racist for singling out black people or non-white people or whatever Yeah, never mind the third element. The I'm going to go ahead and call them yellow people. the The technical terms are Caucasoids, Negroids, and Mongoloids, but I don't think I can get away with such technical terms because they sound so intuitively racist. Let's put it this way: if Europeans are called white and African people are called black, then please do notice that you're calling Asian people asian and and jewish people jewish <clears throat> maybe we can do away with this with all this reductive racist literal black and white thinking and call people what they are and africans africans like we call asians asians and jewish people jewish and then maybe we can try and ascertain where all this anti-white racism is coming from and at the risk of pissing off those of us who think it's coming from Asian people and or Jewish people, I regret to inform you that in all probability, it is in fact coming principally from white people, white people who hate white people. Mm -hmm. Again, again, it seems counterintuitive that anyone could hate the people with whom they are familiar, but that's because you can't get your head around the concept of oikophobia. Most white people can't get their head around that concept, it would seem. But if you're listening, Scott, I know you're not, but uh, let's go with it for the sake of rhetoric. I realise you now have one foot in the race-baiting bear trap and another foot in the the trust-the-science bear trap. Perhaps you could offer yourself up as a tragic cautionary tale to others. You trusted the authorities around you to have your best interests at heart. But they evidently, categorically, do not. They threw you to the lions and they injected you with poison. The The, the people you call black are not your enemy. The people you call anti-vaxxers are not your enemy. And they never have been. Your enemies are those who called African people black and those who called anti-lethal injectioners anti-vaxxers. You have been hoodwinked, Scott. Your enemies are the hoodwinkers. They, They span across all races, across all creeds and colors and classes. Try and remember who it was who told you these lies in the name of science who spoon-fed you all this race-baiting in the name of a T. If you can't remember, then keep listening, because they will keep doing it. They will keep lying to you, as long as you neglect to remember who it was who lied to you. Obviously, Scott Adams is not listening to me. Barely a few hundred people are listening to me right now or ever. But (laughs) hopefully, we can eventually disseminate this message to uh, whoever is listening to whosoever and and you can you can slowly spread it across the general <laughs> population good luck and godspeed and so
2: on. Uh, wait until you figure out how gynocentrism factors into this one and just just think about how gynocentrism factors into tribalism and and again the the whole thing my my little theory about pretty much all violence that is attributed as male violence tracing back to gynocentric causes and uh, and you have your answer.
1: Mm.
0: Well um because you guys said most of what I was I, I would I was thinking but firstly um I wanna say that this is like the, the most the fastest cancel I think I've ever seen like they did it in essentially like you know 24 hours he like yeah. like lost everything okay he did not say anything racist there was nothing racist about what he said uh in my opinion and i think to to um even entertain that is doing him and yourself a massive disservice the truth is i mean if if okay the poll is um it's not really going to give you an accurate read, but I think it gives you a ballpark. And the, and the thing is, too, is that um, if you ask, like, any other race of people, like white people, Asians, whatever, about whether or not it's okay to be some other minority, um, they're mostly they're, – they're just going to say, yeah, it's fine. Like, you're going to – because – it's only white people that we can do this to and we can feel as though, you know, for whatever reason they're less deserving of existence because it's okay to be. And essentially there are people who say, no, it's not, no, it's not. And there are people who are like, ah, uh, you know, I don't know. And and that's that's basically the same as saying it's not because if it, if you're not sure if it's okay, then it's not okay. <laughs> like, that's how I see it. And that's probably why he lumped those two groups together because because who says, I don't know, with regards to is it okay to be white or any, you know, race? Because if it was any other race, the, the, you know, it wouldn't be so, it wouldn't be treated as, as racism, To essentially say, well, I've learned that, you know, this ethnic group doesn't think it's okay for my existence as another ethnic minority guy. I think I don't want to be around them. And, you know, like, um, I think that, like, that uh, in my experience, and I grew up around blacks, like, for most of my life, there is a lot of bitterness there. There's a lot of anger And it's not just directed at white people, although it's mostly directed at white people. And I think that, yeah, that's that's part of the programming. That's part of the propaganda. That's all of that. And then they go to school and they learn about the 1619 project and critical race theory and, you know, destroying whiteness. And then they go to college and they learn more of the same. Of course, it's all going to feed into, you know, this resentment and desire for revenge against the white race and it may come from you know these kind of ignorant places or that these manipulative sources but i'm not going to give them a pass on this hatred is unacceptable no matter where it's coming from and who it's directed at and essentially i think saying no it's not okay to be whatever I mean, how can you possibly say that with a straight face? I mean, that's hatred. I'm sorry. And I, I, I understand Adams is, I mean, I moved out of the hood and came here to Virginia to get away from the crime and uh, the violence. And I knew it was only going to get worse. So, I mean, I guess I'm not innocent. I'm not racist. I just didn't, you know, they don't like Latinos. You still want to get killed. Yeah, I didn't want to get killed. Exactly. I didn't want to end... Or my wife, who's white. And I was genuinely afraid for her. And we have to keep pretending like that's not a thing. It's totally a thing. You know, blacks that... They don't have to be, like, um, hood blacks. But I'll just say for the record, blacks from urban parts of the city... Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, whatever they will target white people if they see them because they it's like uh it it's th- they stand out right so if there's and and Lindsay she she came to live with me um in and we were in the hood it was basically the west side of chicago and she had a job at a, sh- a supermarket and when the black lives matter riots were going on you know the, the there were people breaking in and like literally breaking in To the supermarket and she was like really worried you know that it would happen one day while she was there or whatever right so and i understand that and i was like okay we got to leave we got to get out so uh, i'm sorry but i'm not going to um i'm not going to uh what's the word i'm looking for i'm not going to treat them like children they, you know, most of the time, they're grown ass adults.
2: Infantilize them. They
0: know what they're doing. Yeah, I'm not gonna infantilize them. And they are angry, and they want, and they want something done, or they want to do things to like get that out. That's why, you know, uh, places like um, Minneapolis burned down. I mean, it was a- Antifa was there, but also BLM and a lot of just angry you know, black folks, sorry, it's, <laughs> it's true. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think that the problem stems obviously from the dysfunction in the family and fatherlessness, but there's plenty of, of guys or, and, you know, people, mostly men in this case, um, that are, they're beyond, they're, they're, they're too far gone. Like you can't, suddenly take like a 30 year old dude or a 20 something year old dude that grew up on all this resentment and wants to be violent and then like you know somehow uh reform him i i don't think that you can do that and lastly i'll say this too a lot of people think it's just the uh urban black gangs That or the the black people, like the regular working class blacks that hate white people or or don't think it's okay to be white. I actually don't agree with that. I think that most of them take people, most of them take people at on face value. There is a lot of resentment there too, but I don't think it's the same. I think the people you really got to worry about are the educated, uh, academic blacks, like the because they're they're taught that narrative and they yeah. absorb it and they you know um i think they're more dangerous even though they're less violent put it that
1: way so that is hmm? sorry finish your thought
0: no that's i'm i'm basically done i mean we gotta move on i don't want this show to go too long so well,
2: go ahead i do i want to i do want to emphasize one thing after mike and then i'll shut up too go ahead,
1: all mike. right uh, well i was i was gonna say uh you do yourself a disservice by dividing yourselves um i uh, before the mid 90s i had no idea that um northern europeans and hispanics were supposed to be different races this uh, as 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 far as i could tell uh, in, in in my evolution of my cultural understanding this was an invention of the mid 90s the idea that uh, Latinos and whites are a different race this is why I, I said earlier on about it's it's europeans africans and asians yeah but at, at, at some point it was decided by someone at some point that that latinos and whites are a completely different race but we're really not we're, no. ca- we're caucasians technically indians and uh scandinavians are caucasoids yeah they're the the same thing it's it's like um it's everyone from africa is considered black like all the way from fucking algeria to south africa they're all considered just blacks it's which which in itself is is a little bit um dare i say racist but it's racist in a different way to say that Southern Europeans and Northern Europeans are are a completely different race. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. Asians are over here going, we're all just Asian." Well, they're not. Fucking Chinese people and Japanese people hate each other. But over here in the West, we're just talking about Asians like they're just Asians. We're talking about Africans like Mm -hmm. they're just Africans. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about Northern Europeans and Southern Europeans like they're a completely different race. We're not. There's really only... It's like I said: Caucasoids, Negroids, and Mongoloids, and and uh, Polynesians, and uh, Australian Aborigines, and yeah, I guess, the, the and Aborigines. I guess, and I guess Native Americans. No, but, which Americans. You know, Native Americans are Asian, Asian roots.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, see, here's here's the thing: when you attach a a a level of victimhood that is exploitable for resource acquisition to not being part of a specific group, people that are in that group will find ways to recategorize themselves to get out of that group in order to have that victimhood that is exploitable for resource acquisition. And um, this is, again, uh, this is female-led because what men do, like if another group of men have discovered a way of resource acquisition and resource creation and maintenance and preservation and so on that is superior and uh, gives them an easier life and provides for them better and, and makes them uh, healthier and so on, you know, extends their lives. Then, then the men that, that discover, Hey, these other guys are doing this there and it's working, what they do is they figure out a way to do the same thing. We're, doing, we're going to do that because it works, right? What mm-hmm. women do is they've got more. We have to kill them and take it from them. Men, go get it for us. That is the division, okay? So you have all this tribalism. You have all this um, anger. You have all this hatred. You have all these convoluted mental gymnastics that people go through. In order to divide the population into smaller and smaller victim groups that have victim cred they can spend on being able to demand resources from the state and from each other as as reparations, payment, um, charity, whatever you you uh, can can cite in the past that we've we've done. Right. Right. Um, That's all. A female-led initiative to, rather than do what other groups do, that that give them give them more resources, and and as a result, in the long run, um, to just take it from them or bring them back down to the level of everybody else, as, as a result of resentment. And until we get past the gynocentric attitude that women are always right. And women's resentment is always valid, and women, women's anger and women's um, demands are always valid. Until when, when, we get past that and we get past the idea that women can do no wrong because they're women, this is going to continue. There yeah. will never be world peace. There will never be a crime free society until we hold women accountable and we t- treat women as full grown ass adults. That can do what men do, and
0: I mean, I'd li- I, I I'd like to believe that. I I think it something could be done. I don't know. All right. Um. So we're gonna move on to the next story. Uh, let us know what you guys think about this. Do you think that Scott Adams was being racist uh, or not? What do you think about the poll? Do you agree with uh, my position that saying you may as well be the same thing as saying you know it's not okay? Um, yeah, let us know in the comments. Uh, I want to see what you guys think about this. So, next story. This is actually kind of interesting. I mean, I didn't, it already did. Oh, before I read this one, Meredith G, who gives us $5 and says, HBR News 392, honey for the badgers, if we keep encouraging women to have children outside of a normal family formation, It will be to our detriment. It makes everyone disposable at the end of the day and breeds a poverty cycle. And we need to stop turning a blind eye to the role women play in cycles of violence. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Great. And then Senior Sticks gives us $2 and says, where do I get the HBR male vitality supplements? Well, we're not there yet.
2: Right here here Uh, during this show.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> this, is, this is your supplement.
1: Bacon. <clears throat> bacon? Just, just eat bacon. Just eat bacon. <laughs> maybe <laughs>
2: ground beef,
0: I think. Um,
1: all it's right, abruptly. so
0: now we're moving on to the next story. So there's a film called Manodrome, which premiered a couple of weeks back. It is a nihilist thriller that explores incel culture and male fragility. And it stars uh, Jesse Eisenberg, who I'm guessing plays the incel, and Adrian Brody, who likely plays the, you know. So, according to Reuters, the film depicts a literal cult of masculinity. The main character, Ralphie, played by Jesse Eisenberg, is a conflicted father-to-be who gets caught up in his libertarian masculinity cult by the way i don't know why the word libertarian is in there but okay and becomes progressively more aggressive ralphie's need for a father figure leads him to living with his family of men where they share bunk beds and keep track of the number of days since they had sex the cult leader is played by a charismatic adrian brody of course he is right Although most articles compare the toxic masculinity depicted in the film to Andrew Tate or incel culture, it actually seems to depict something closer to MGTOW, a complete rejection of women because these guys are literally choosing to be celibate, which is what MGTOW is, right? On this, Eisenberg told The Hollywood Reporter, quote, There are more extreme groups that just swear off women. Like that's a bad thing or something that men should not be allowed
1: to do. But it's, it's definitely not incel, is it? It's it's weird that the feminists insult you by calling you an incel and not calling you a MGTOW.
0: Yeah, they <laughs> conflate the two. They think that they're like an inc, is a MGTOW, a MGTOW is an incel in denial, is how they probably think of it. Um But it's all this is still Jesse Eisenberg, by the way. But it's all driven by the same fear of their own inadequacies it manifesting as a fear for their own gender, end quote. It has a critic score of 67% on Rotten Tomatoes and no audience score yet.
1: And apparently it was re- raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars, but we won't. And we're slowly yeah. learning that fact and we're very, very pissed off. If Fight Club came out today, it would get the same kind of reception as Joker got when it was released. Mm. It it didn't, partially because it came out in the late 90s before feminism had quite the chokehold on our society that it has today, but partly because of Marla. Oh, idea, yeah. <laughs> arguably the entire story hinged on the existence of its one and only main female character and the idea that the whole series of events played out because of the influence of that one female character. As such, it wasn't technically an incel movie, (laughs) Mm -hmm. except in half of someone's imagination. Maybe that's what appeased the feminists. I guess it didn't occur to them that the moral of the story is that one woman can drive one man to the kind of acute madness that can create an international cell of terroristic anarchists. Or maybe it did. And they were okay with it. <laughs> I've, I've I've gone right off on a tangent here because oh, I haven't okay. I haven't seen Manodrome, but it that this summary reminded me of Fight Club. And bugger me if Fight Club isn't pretty damn close to a perfect movie. You'll notice I haven't revealed the twist.
0: Fight, the... Fight Club's a good movie. Uh Ice is gonna be a good movie. <laughs> not, no, I mean, isn't. just based on the critic score, you know. Um, not necessarily based on like whatever it's trying to say uh you know when i i I did a, a search for a trailer i couldn't really find one uh so for whatever reason there's no trailer for a movie that's been out for a couple weeks so it's definitely an art film or or an indie movie
2: it's not probably made for the general public. It's yeah, I don't think it's made for, for
0: general audiences. Uh, it's I think made it's, for
2: woke ideologues and right. probably university settings to watch.
0: Yeah, probably. It's for fart sniffers. So, um, but when I searched for it, I, I was reminded of another movie that came out a while ago now called Men. And it's like this horror film. Yeah, yeah a a woman goes she, i think it's um like the country to you know get away from i don't know it all or whatever and then there are these these you know she's haunted by men but they but they all look they all they have, all the, have same the same face. face yeah yeah so uh i i know that i think that that is also woke but i haven't seen it but it now that i I think a, a red. I haven't
2: seen the whole thing, but I've 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 seen uh, scenes from it, and I've seen a lot of discussion on it, and reviews yeah. of it, and everything. And it is intended to communicate that um, women are subjected to a predatory environment by the very presence of men in their lives who don't accommodate their every sensibility all the yeah. time.
0: Yeah. And, and even though they appear to be trying to help her so yeah it's essentially like i don't want to get too on in the weeds but um i'm noticing uh maybe there is a trend of movies about men and masculinity um in the wake of all of this stuff with the manosphere and andrew tate i mean we're we're basically like becoming mainstream in terms of like you know this kind of uh content so is it going to be fair probably not but um that doesn't matter it's out there now so people can like look into it themselves and i think that's you know the that's kind of the good news
1: so yeah i i wish we had more of those kinds of movies but alas hollywood these days is highly averse to the kinds of movies that would risk getting that kind of backlash Joker might be the very last death rattle of that kind of movie. I download everything, ladies and gentlemen. Purchase or or download every halfway decent movie that you that that you've ever loved before they get the rolled dull treatment as well. You know what's going to happen. (laughs) Well, you know they did it to
0: Ian. You know they're doing it to Ian Fleming's work.
2: they're 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 going after james bond next
0: yeah Yeah. they're going after Um, james bond
2: so but before we get on on that subject though though, i want to point out some things um about uh this 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 um the language that is being used to describe this and everything um the idea that uh, they have to point it at pointed out as uh nihilist and and uh, talking about incel culture, they they compi- uh, combine that with male fragility, right? We do not have a term like that for women. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't we have um different ways to talk about women being presumed more emotionally sensitive and emotionally quote emotionally intelligent uh end quote than men. But we do not have an equivalent term for women to the term male fragility. And every instance where I have seen feminists and other woke people use the term male fragility, they are using it to describe men having a sense of their own humanity that is equal to or close to equal to the sense that women are expected and permitted and encouraged to have of our humanity. Mm -hmm. So if a man thinks of himself as an individual person with a set of experiences that he's allowed to have thoughts and feelings and opinions about and respond to in a, in a manner intended to make himself more, uh, comfortable to make himself healthier, happier, safer, and so on. He's considered fragile, but women not only are expected to to have that. We are encouraged to demand it from other people that that we should be accommodated in making ourselves healthier and happier and safer. Um, so that's that's something that really needs to be pointed out because. When you look at that, when you uncover that ugly truth, it completely destroys any narrative that this film is going to create. Yeah. If this man is allowed to be afraid for his own welfare and to be responding to that fear, and uh, and it's not unmasculine for him to have a sense of self-preservation and a sense of human rights, uh, then then he's just going on a journey to find his his uh, you know balance in the world. Yeah, which there are dozens, hundreds of movies about women doing that, and nobody gets upset about them, even when they go through massive, um, epic journeys of dysfunction and. Uh, uh, lack of accountability in damaging the people around them and everything in order to find their balance. They're allowed to do all the damage they want along the way to everybody else that, that, that's around them in order to get there. And nobody should be upset because she was just trying to find her balance. So yeah, there you of go. Course. When people yeah. talk to you about this movie, remember that. Male fragility is code for how dare you recognize your own
0: humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly right. It's just like, you know, you tell the same story with a woman and we'll just see it as, you know, getting your groove back or
2: mm-hmm. whatever,
0: you know. And uh, But with men, that's not allowed. And that's one of the things I noticed. You know, I, I often bring this up when I'm hanging out with Lindsay and the topic of incels and MGTOW comes up in, you know, uh, media with the intent of criticizing especially MGTOW and what I don't get (laughs) is if a man is saying that he chooses to live on his own and not get involved with women how in the fuck is that hurting women and and the only thing I can figure is that women and feminists do not like the idea of men doing their thing without them, or without, it, without caring about, you know, what they might think. Because it means that those men are not affected by a woman's opinion of but them it's, or it's something. Like,
1: it's like I said, they don't insult you by calling you a MGTOW. Yeah. They, ins- they insult you by calling you an incel, which means a man who wants to have romantic and sexual relations with a woman but is not able to. hmm how, how, how do you make sense of that? They yeah. they don't hate they don't hate men who go their own way. They hate men who love women but can't get them. Yeah. I mean what does that tell you other than that they are a bunch of fucking well, sadists?
0: It's like yeah, it's mm-hmm. like they don't they think that men exist to please women. like These women believe that because if a man doesn't, that's like like walking out of the job. And it makes them angry. And it's like...
1: But it it doesn't make them... Evidently, it doesn't make them as angry as men who are trying desperately to walk into the job, (laughs) but for whatever reason are not able to.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm... Because I mean, I see that it's true uh, what you're saying. Why. They they basically like give what they call incels the traits of because They'd be like, well, why nope. why don't you wanna, you know, date women? Why do why why do why don't you like spending time with women, etc.? It's and...
2: it's it's even more based than that. All right. MGTOW go out on their own, do their own thing, but they do jobs and they support themselves mm-hmm. and they pay taxes. Mm-hmm. So uh and uh, incels a lot of incels are young men that are having um you know life crises of various types some of them are disabled some of them are um you know ha- dealing with mental health conditions um, personality crises and so on and many of them are dysfunctional to the degree that they don't um, earn the type of living that uh, the right. uh, make do and they don't pay as much in taxes or they don't pay taxes at all among those that do, they don't pay taxes without expecting anything of women. Yeah. Um, they do have expectations of women, and they, they um, among other things, expect to be treated as human beings and they resent when they're not, right? So, on being treated as human beings by women and just deal with the this, this situation as best they can, uh, they don't make demands of women, they walk away from them. Um, so, they're not considered as much of a threat. Women can acquire resources from MGTOW through government force without having to put up with MGTOW in any way, shape, or form because they've walked away. But they cannot acquire resources from incels using government sort of force without putting up with incels expecting some sort of uh, reciprocal activity of something, involvement, whether it's a relationship, whether it's... Um, being able to talk to women, even, and uh, so they can't just take from these men. They have um, an expectation of give and take, and they're they're expected to at least acknowledge their existence because these men haven't stopped acknowledging women. Yeah. So incels are the bigger sinner, according to gynocentric um, exploitation of men, uh, according to the gynocentric um feminist it's not really a feminist thing like women in general are like this they go after men for resources and if they can get resources from a man without having to have any kind of reciprocal involvement with him they will take it that is one of the reasons why sugar daddies exist
0: yeah
2: and uh it's MGTOW are forced sugar daddies. In cells, don't do that. So they have they they get treated as a as a bigger center.
1: Do you know? Weirdly enough, Hannah, I think even you are giving too much credit <laughs> in that analogy. I, I think, don't think it's conscious. I, I, but I, it's I, real. It's very real. I I think I think to be chased, it's more like they like to chase, and and MGTOWs are men that uh, project the idea that they don't want women and therefore women want them and incels by definition are involuntarily celibate and therefore they want women and therefore women don't want them because women women don't want to want women want to be wanted am i right
2: phenomenon that is the underlying scaffolding of that that is invisible to most people and again it's about resource acquisition all right So, um, if someone is not a simp, it is because he has more confidence. It is because he has more self determination and he values his way of doing things, his own opinion, his um, assessment of the world around him and his circumstances and so on, enough to stand by it. And he'll change his mind if he has evidence that supports changing his mind, but he won't just because somebody is emotionally pressuring him to change his mind. That guy is going to be better at resource acquisition in a world where resource acquisition is partly controlled by interpersonal interaction, such as going in and telling your boss, I deserve a raise because out of everybody in the office, I have increased sales more than anybody else. you know, or I deserve a raise because I'm the only person who's done all of my tasks in this workplace without having a lost time workers comp injury in the last five years. You know, um, I've saved you a lot of money. Uh, I, I solved this problem or whatever, right? That guy is more likely to be a MGTOW because he's not going to put up with women's shit. So, historically, over the centuries, women learn that men who do not put up with women's shit will stand up for themselves and their families better than men who bend over backwards to put up with women's shit. Right? Mm. And so, again, M- MGTOW uh, basically are more attractive to women because of resource acquisition. And I, I hate to be the person that bursts Men's bubbles about women and love, but the vast overwhelming majority of women are not grown up enough to step past resource acquisition to partnership. I want to be with this person because we have things in common. We enjoy doing things together. We talk about things that we both like, and the conversations are fun and interesting. And, and, we've built a trust, and uh, I want to acquire resources to protect this person and help this person and, and take care of this person. Most women don't mature like that anymore. We used to have that. We used to have a situation where women wanted to work hard to uh, preserve and protect a man that they valued because of his personality. Um, that's, that's a rare unicorn now. Right mm-hmm. And most women and I've, and I say this partly because of everything that I've seen online, everything that I've read, um, that's produced by feminists, that's produced by um, traditionalist conservative women, like women's writing about men, women's discussions about men and everything, but also um, the women around me that I'm not good friends with, a lot of them, I'm not good, good friends with them, because they are exactly the way I describe. They're mercenary as hell, and they don't care about anybody but themselves. And this is uh, encouraged for women in the world. So this is the target. Um, If you want to change things for men and change things for, for families, um, and actually, this would improve things for women, too, but there would be growing pains with it, like most women wouldn't believe and, and maybe aren't even equipped to handle. Um, women have to grow up to the point where they value other people the same way men do and for the same reasons that men do before they can have um, good, loving relationships with men. And see men as something other than vehicles for resource acquisition. And you'll know with a woman when she doesn't treat MGTOW as something that she can dismiss or something exotic and uh, mysterious while treating incels as a a blemish on society that needs to be eliminated. Right.
1: Yeah, and fellas, you need to go MGTOW. You need to be voluntarily celibate, because yeah. it's for you, it's for your own good. And even if you're interested in attracting the ladies, that is what will attract the ladies. Now that seems like something of a catch twenty-two, but yeah, but like a, like I say, whether you're interested in attracting the ladies or not attracting the ladies. MGTOW is the way to go in both cases. You, Good luck, you guys you guys gentlemen. know Archie
0: Comics? Yeah. Jughead.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was the ultimate and original MGTOW. Yep,
2: yeah, that's uh, he that's didn't like why girls.
0: They... Uh, well, he wasn't interested. He just wanted to eat food and hang out. That's why they and, went uh, after I him. I think that he there were certainly some stories of women that were trying to get his attention and he just didn't care. And uh, it would only make them crazier. So. Jughead. All right.
2: I uh, may be wrong, but I'm, I'm thinking that because of that, I think that's the reason for it. But I may be wrong, but I think they tried to make him gay, didn't they?
0: They did like they did do that in the TV show or something, but that's not that's not Archie. Uh, comics. Uh. So, no,
2: but the, that would be the reason, right? Because then there's an explanation that Yeah, it's the only it's the
0: only, only explanation women. he must be gay, of course. Right? But no. He wasn't. Some some, you know,
2: like I remember there. being all riled up about that because like it's it it wouldn't be bad for, you know, when some new guy to move into town and he's gay, but to take one of the canon characters and say, "Well, now we're going to say that he's gay." It was like bullshit but i think they did it because they can't have a guy that isn't um beholden to women who isn't gay
0: yeah of course all right so uh we have to move on because we're a little uh, over on time and i have one more story so let us know what you guys think about that in the comments um and yeah i'd like to hear your thoughts so all right, so this story, this is good news. I got, I got some good news, guys. Um, we're going to talk about Marilyn Manson, and not a lot of people are talking about this, so I think that we should. So, especially because that's what we do. Ashley Morgan Smithline is rescinding her sexual abuse allegations against Marilyn Manson. Just one month after the lawsuit against The Rocker was dismissed. Smithline is now claiming that she was manipulated and gaslit by Evan Rachel Wood, who was another person, I think she may have accused made an allegation, Manson of something yeah. too, um, and her, so, but I think that her, I don't know what's going on with her case, so I don't want to presume, by Evan Rachel Wood and her associates to make false claims of psychological, sexual, and physical abuse against Manson. She now says that those abuse claims are false. From People Magazine, quote, I remember Wood asked me whether I had been, among other things, whipped, chained, tied up, branded, cut, assaulted while sleeping, beaten, or raped. She said all of these things happened to Mrs. Wood and others, so this is what um, supposedly Wood has said, and that when Mrs. Wood was with Manson, every moment was a moment of survival, end quote. Smithline wrote, and she continues, quote, when I said no, this did not happen to me, and this was not my experience, I recall being told by Mrs. Wood that just because I could not remember did not necessarily mean that it didn't happen. End quote. A representative for Evan Rachel Wood denies manipulating Smithline and stated that, quote, It's unfortunate that the harassment and threats Ashley received After filing her federal lawsuit, appear to have pressured her to change her testimony. End quote. So
2: So there's two points that need to be made about this first right first off. The first one is what she's describing. I can tell you that it happens because I've had that done to me. The second one is that is no excuse to make false allegations um Mm -hmm. just because other women gaslight you into trying to make false allegations if you know something is a lie if you know something is not true you support the truth and let them try to to force you to lie as much as they want um and in the end in the long run what happens when when other women try to push a woman into making a false allegation and she comes out and says, fuck, you know, I'm not lying about this. Mm-hmm. What you're claiming never happened. They end up looking ridiculous. That's it. Yeah. I think that's really all I've got to say about this. Uh,
0: winter. Uh, just, just before I forget winter sent us a super chat for $10 and says, great show tonight. Badgers also, um, if if it matters, we're now only fifty dollars away from our goal,
1: Yay. fifty bucks.
0: So if you can, if if somebody wants to put five dollars, you know, ten dollars, uh, that'd be great. We're almost there. Um, I think that what we do on this channel, despite all of our struggles with internet problems and such, uh, I think that what we do is really unique. I don't think a lot of people do this stuff. And I I know or I really uh believe that even like we we put stuff out there and I think it gets picked up. So it may we may not get credit for it, but I think that in many cases we we kind of coined it. And um at least for me anyway, I think that that makes us you know worthy of keeping around because you know, you never know when we're going to say something else that's useful. So $50 is all we need. Thank you. Um, and I guess with that said, I'll give the floor to whoever wants to comment on the Marilyn Manson story.
1: It's, it's tempting to say that she was just on drugs and that she just went along with everything because she was on drugs. But that's what people say when they don't understand how drugs work. When you give uh, a child, their first ever drug experience, then absolutely yes, that is completely against the law and is mor- morally wrong because you'll you'll send their morality in a in a skewed direction before they're able to figure it out for themselves. But when you're an adult, there there really are no drugs that can make you more compliant than mm-hmm. you otherwise would be. I know that's that's how, this, that's how the, um, the, the cliché works. But the whole idea of recreational drugs is they push you out of your normal um, consciousness. They make you think of things you otherwise wouldn't have thought about. And, and for, a, for an adult of sound mind, really, any amount of drugs will just make them think, wait, what the fuck's going on? What am I doing? Why, why don't I do something else? So yeah, and and yes, I guess it is possible to to put someone on a, on a course of recreational drugs that uh, that makes them more obedient. But it only works if they're already um, at inclined your, at, at, inclined at your at, at, at your beck and call. At which point, it wasn't the drugs that did it; it was the fact that 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 they are already your prostitute and i don't and and marilyn manson was never a pimp he was i mean he had groupies just like any other rock band had groupies mm-hmm. but a groupie, a groupie is not a prostitute by any sense of the word
0: i like, always thought what, that uh rocker guys are are like marilyn manson i bet he's a giant nerd that's why that's why of I mean. course he,
1: of course he is he's yeah. he's
2: uh, Is that... hang, having hung out with much, much smaller uh, influence, fear rocker guys, yes, yes, they are. Yeah, they're,
0: they're like, they like... Most play, of them are they really They play sweet. D&D, and uh, that's what I think. I think that... That's not a slight against him, because I'm a nerd, but...
1: It's one of the saying. great ironies of life that uh, uh, <laughs> people who listen to really heavy, really expressive music generally are quite... Um, they get all that shit out of their system.
0: Yeah. And well, once, and they, and once,
1: once, once, once they've skill, got all that shit out of their system, they're just like, "Yeah, I'm I'm fine now."
2: Yeah. To <laughs> why develop wouldn't, skill why wouldn't you be? in music, you have to be a bit of a nerd. It's it's a very cerebral thing. You you really can't just like. I I mean I know some people have a natural talent for it, um, but it does it, it's a learning process. And it's as complicated as arithmetic. And uh, so you can't just be some dumbass. Mm-hmm. You have to be, like, not that everybody who isn't a nerd is a dumbass, but you do have to have a bit of nerdiness around you to really get good at it. And you you don't get famous doing something like what he does if you're not good at it.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: He's an artist. He's a, He's a performing artist. He's kind of the male equivalent of Madonna. In many ways, he keeps yeah. reinventing himself. Oh, that,
2: that's an insult to him, Madonna. It, it it is,
1: it is, but it it, it applies. You know, if there <laughs> is. <laughs> I don't there, think there's
2: any such thing as a male equivalent to Madonna. She is a train wreck. Yeah, that's well. What about that guy that's who?
1: Uh... Kind of what I'm saying. Okay. or uh-huh. Sam, Sam Smith.
2: Yeah, Sam Smith. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. It's,
1: it's it's pretty ironic that all this is going on while Sam Smith is doing his act with impunity i get- I guess it'll be twenty five years before we discover what the fuck was going on behind the scenes of his nefarious career, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, you think about it you know we we if we took everything Madonna has done and translated it over to a man, that guy would get so cancelled,
1: mhm. But Marilyn uh, Manson is is being Uh, cancelled. People are trying to cancel him across the board. You know, and
2: he's ever ever, ever since
1: ever since the Columbine incident. Let's not forget. Oh my
2: Mm -hmm. God! Yeah, they want to blame that on him, and that actually there there's well, that's a whole other show in and of itself. But yeah, no, this 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 guy, he didn't deserve what has happened to him. No, but it's not surprising. Um that it did now, knowing knowing that that um one woman had allegations to make, and she could tried to gaslight and convince another woman to to make allegations in order to support hers, because what is mm-hmm. it that we are always told about female allegations without mm-hmm. evidence? Mm-hmm. um if there's a lot of them, the number of women making allegations constitutes evidence, right, but if they're doing this, does it really?
0: You know, speaking of which, uh, the same thing happened with Ron DeSantis. Not Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Yes. There was a, yeah. So there was a confession by one of the accusers. Oh yeah, you know, I lied. And you know, you know what really upsets me about this? There's no consequences for this. Like none of these women are going to face any consequences for lying. They they, and this, it's it's really fucked up because you know false allegations should carry uh some kind of punishment penalty whatever there has there should be consequence but there won't be and that's why these women can literally lie and then later if it doesn't work out for them if it doesn't pan out like they don't end up getting what they want they'll just be like yeah i lied like they <laughs> you know Eh, whatever. Yep. Or, or they'll try to make excuses like this woman, you know. Uh, oh, I was gaslit by Evan Rachel Wood and and tricked, you know. Um, but it's still not true. I it's, mean, yeah, there it's should still be not. Const- nobody, nobody says, well, I didn't mean to rob this, uh, you know, liquor store. I, I was just told to hold the gun and and
2: stand, you know, <laughs> menacingly. Um well even like in that circumstance somebody might be holding a gun on you the thing about this is any other instance in any other circumstance when someone tries to take the truth away from mm-hmm. a woman she is she becomes the heroine victim she will hold on to the truth with both hands and both feet and both legs hard as she can <clears throat> all the while screaming you can't take this away from me this is what is true You go fuck yourself. I am not going to lie. Mm -hmm. But then there's this circumstance. And and what does she do? Well, yeah, I lied, but they made me do it. Yeah. No, no excuse. That is no excuse. In any other circumstance, you would have held on to the truth for everything you were worth. You should have done it in this instance as well. And in fact, you have greater motivation to do it in this instance because it's bad to get hurt, but it's even worse to know that you hurt someone else.
0: hmm Absolutely. Well, uh, Marilyn Manson, you, you dodged a bullet, bro. Um, maybe... You dodged several. Yes. <laughs> do, do you again, know about
1: the urban legend of the, the movie he made called Groupie?
0: No. I've never... No, there's an urban legend yeah. about it.
1: Yeah, he he uh, he he made a video featuring a groupie in which he and many of his uh, staff did hideous things to a groupie on, oh. on film, and he showed it at some showbiz party. And he was advised by his lawyers to never, ever, reveal it to the public. And so he <laughs> never did. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's an urban legend, so I don't know if it's true. Yeah, uh, whatever.
2: I, I, I likely that, just an urban legend that's built on yeah, his reputation right. uh that that comes from you know, look, he looks like a weirdo and he sounds like a weirdo. he must be one
0: yep that that's one of the things that allowed this uh story to uh get as much ground as it got because Marilyn Manson looks weird, he's you know uh crazy rockers with the makeup and tattoos, so he probably did something sketchy if we were told that but um yeah uh,
2: well and then there's also always the possibility of BDSM and filmed something that was completely consensual uh but didn't film evidence of it being consensual and if you make that mistake with BDSM it can it can look really bad yeah um cuz cuz i've i've um i've known people that not the filming end of it but something like that has happened where you know, they've had they've done something that was completely consensual and later it's come back um on them as as if it was not. And because they did not have any kind of evidence, um, the description of the event really sounded bad. Yeah, and it's you know, it's people can do what they want to do and be into what they want to be into. It doesn't have to be everybody's uh, bag of chips to be theirs. Mm-hmm. But uh, you really do have to cover your ass if your bag of chips is very different from what most people are accustomed to accepting as consensual and normal and uh, healthy.
0: Yep. Uh, all right. So we're going to move on. Um Actually, we're, we're that's the end. I don't know what I'm talking about. So we're going <laughs> yeah.
2: to let's, let's wrap it up.
0: Yeah, I don't know. i move on to what. Um, so we are going to be looking at this article from The Guardian. Uh, Why have young men fallen out of love with romantic relationships by Arwa Madawi? Where I guess she um, speculates on how men's loneliness, because that's usually how these things go. So if you guys want to join us. Uh please consider becoming a badger by going by going to feedthebadger.com and uh setting up a monthly subscription that will get you access to all of our uh after show content and you'll be able to hang out with the community and we have game nights, like we're gonna have a game night tonight, maybe. Um, and we have movie viewings that we do, you know, as a group. So, you know, please consider Joining us, it's it's a, a fun place with good people that think the way that you do. I think when it comes to, you know, the relationship between men and women, and if you can, uh, we now I think are let me see I think I think we got some money from someone, and we're we're basically like even closer to our monthly goal. So if you guys can help us with that, um, that would be awesome. Uh, let me just take a look here Uh, we are $50 okay so we still need 50 bucks so uh, whatever you can do to help us get closer to that you know um, there is no such thing as a donation that's too small Um, we are pretty shameless so whatever you can do we'd really appreciate it I think that um, this show is is going to be well this channel and this conversation, more importantly, is going to be very important and and we want to like make sure that there's like a resource for men, especially who are looking for answers I don't know why their life is you know uh, in such upheaval and uh, yeah, I think that like I said, I think that what we do does matter so let's let's try to keep us uh online for as long as we can because we we aren't going to quit anyway um if you guys like this video please hit like subscribe if you're not already subscribed hit the bell for notifications leave us a comment let us know what you guys think about today's show um, and most importantly please share this video because sharing is caring thank you guys so much for coming on today's episode of hbr news and dealing with all of the buffering, which I apologize for, and we will talk to you all in the next video.